0: The following is a hoop ball presentation.
1: Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today Podcast. I am your host, Mike Patra. I'm joined by my good buddy over here, Miles. And Miles, I'm always asking you about your lineups. Uh, you know, it's usually I, I, I bring every guest in. I'm, how are you doing tonight on your lineups generally? But I want to know how you're doing in life, man. You know, this is the second time we're doing a show in two weeks now. I'm excited to have you on.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to be here. You know, a little tired. only rang off three and a half hours of sleep because I had to wake up and try and adjust my lineups the best I could. Um but yeah, the lineups are doing pretty good. I mean, I got hit though by having Javon Carter stuck on one of my lineups. Um you know, I didn't think that Ricky Ruby was gonna play tonight, but he is, so that might have pooched me on that. But uh yeah, otherwise doing good. Happy to be here on the eleven game slate tonight.
1: Yeah, big slate to get to. We're gonna get to that. And you know, you look like it sounds like you're hitting that uh you know, that fancy grind. That's what happens when you start contributing to uh a few, a few fancy websites, man. You you lose your sleep very fast, especially com- combining that with our industry and you know making sure you're up to set your lineups and stuff like that. Uh, it's a grind. It's a grind, and you're, uh, you know, you're gonna you're gonna probably adjust to the sleep patterns after a little while.
0: Well, yeah, it's a little hard too, you know, because I work at the Nightline, so oh, that's it's, right. it's really hard to play daily fantasy. So you know, <laughs> it's like night fantasy I, I, you for know. you, really. So, yeah,
1: right, well, uh, you know, before we get to anything, obviously, I just want to give a nice big shout out to our uh, leading sponsor and our day one sponsor, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Uh, you know, the number one coffee, I always say it, it will be in my cup as soon as I wake up. I Before I even get to the bathroom, uh, you know, I hit I hit it on my Keurig. I got the little, you know, put the grinds into the K-Cup pods. You heard me mention it before. Fantastic stuff. You can visit them over on Twitter. Uh, they have their own Twitter account. They easily gets in contact with you, but I just go straight on Amazon, search Hawaiian Isles to Coffee, or you can visit their website at hawaiianisles.com. Um, plenty of good stuff. I don't know if you've had a chance to try it yet, Miles, but we're going to try to get you some of that soon. Um, it's fantastic. It's more or less like I like being their spokesman. It's one of those things where if you, know, you just try it once, it, it, you're going to end up being hooked, um, like a little nicotine in there, I guess. So uh, we got 11 games, though, to get to, so we're going to jump right into it without further ado. We have the San Antonio Spurs going against the Washington Wizards. Uh, You know, Miles, gentlemen, I already kind of have a feeling where this is going to go, but uh, you know, start us off.
0: Well, Mike, since you always get stuck with the San Antonio Spurs, I'm going to take them this time.
1: (laughs) Thank you. See, you know, it's I know Coach listens to the shows. I know you listen to the shows. I know Andy and Andrew listen to the shows. Uh, so I know everybody knows I always get stuck with the Spurs at this point. So I do appreciate you going out there and, 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 you know, take one off the chin for me.
0: Yeah, no problem, buddy. So, yeah, I mean, I really am not targeting anybody from San Antonio Spurs' side. Um, I mean, Dubar had a big game last game, but he's been priced up this game. I mean, it's also due to the fact that he's playing against the Wizards. Um, but, yeah, you know, at his price tag, they're not liking that too much. And then uh, Aldridge has also been priced up just because he's playing against Wizards as well. But, I mean, he's averaging two rebounds less a game than his career average and uh, almost three less than compared to last year. And he's only had one double-double this season. So, you know, I don't see him hitting value at all.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty much with you on this. First, I you know, It sounds like a dead horse where we say fade him. There's one play I do like on here though that I do want to mention. It's a good way. You know, uh, we might not need this value. It's an eleven game slate. Things will open up, so we might see something a little bit better. But I wanted to bring up Patty Mills just because Derek White has been ruled out. Um, you know, Dejounte Murray isn't a guy that we generally see play big minutes anyway. They kind of restrict him and limit him, and we see Mills get between 24, 22, 26 minutes on those nights where uh murray sits and that's with white generally playing over 30 so um i wouldn't be shocked to see mills play you know 25 to 28 minutes tonight um and it's a good matchup going against the Wizards. so some of that time might be against isaiah thomas the rest of it might be against whatever else they have at the backup point guard whether it's is smith um or you know whoever else they decide to shot out i think uh, mccray has uh already been ruled out i'm not completely certain on that but um otherwise it's a bad defense it's 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 really terrible so um you know i i do think he's an option i'm looking at uh what are you looking at over there on the Wizards side
0: on the wizards side i mean you got to look at Beal over the last three games he's averaging uh 40 dk points or actually not 40 dk points actually just 40 points actual nba points um and i mean he did that against a uh stout boston defense as well you know he did well so I don't see there's not real reason that he can't do it again. Um, But, I mean, it is an 11-game slate, and I'm sure we're going to find some other big stars that are probably worth paying for even more than him. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of
1: in agreements with you on that. It's just, if, if you want, if you have the sudden like the urge that you just really want to play Beale, Beal, it's Bradley Beal. He's like you said, he's been averaging 40 points over the past three games, but that price tag just seems a little high for me. And um, I think all in all, and overall I'll probably just avoid it the most part. And um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really just kind of looking at avoiding everybody else in this game, too, as far as, you know, Wizards. I think Patty Mills might be the only guy I'm really kind of trying to get any real exposure to from this game. Uh, Davis Bertans on, like, you know, the revenge narrative, maybe, if you want to look at that. His minutes have... Uh, You know, been up a little bit, played 32 in the last one against Orlando. He's been knocking down threes. It's kind of his deal. I think he's averaging a little over three three three-pointers a year right now. So, um, you know, maybe those two guys, if you want to take some
0: shots in the dark for some value, they'll most likely be pretty low-owned. Yeah. um, I didn't know about the Derek White being ruled out, but yeah, the Patty Mills is a good call. And then at Davis Bertans, I did actually look at it myself. And I think you said... uh, Three three pointers a year—that wouldn't be too good. But yeah, I think it's three three pointers a game is what oh, I, I,
1: I said. Yeah, yeah, no, three three pointers a year—that's actually still better than Ben Simmons. But uh, <laughs> no, no, yeah, definitely. I, I definitely meant game. Um, <laughs> all right, man. Well, uh, we'll get we'll get right onto the next one. Then uh, we got the New York Knicks going against the Philadelphia Sixers. So, which team would you like to start with?
0: Um. I mean, this one's also one that I'm not, like, giant on. Um, I'll take uh, the New York side, I guess, and I'll say that I'm pretty much not interested in anybody. Um, I mean, Julius Randle finally had his big game last game, but, you know, now he's going against a Philly frontcourt that uh, isn't too kind. So, I, I didn't really see much on that side that I was even interested in at all. How about you if the Philadelphia 76ers side? Where are you looking at?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, with Philly, I think it's it's obviously a, a plus matchup for just about every single one of these guys that's playing. Um, but where I'm looking is, you know, where I can kind of get the value out of this game because there's a decent chance that it doesn't stay close. Um, you know, I don't, again, you know, blowouts always come with a little asterisk next to it and take it how you want it. But when you look at 11 games, you kind of have to start crossing some of them off and process of elimination and lower your player pool. I mean, when an 11-game slate, you can't play everybody. It's not gonna, You're not going to be profitable doing it like that, so... Um, I, I don't really like Embiid's price at 10K. I think that I'll probably rather go with some other options that we have on the slate. Ben Simmons at eight. I'm really not too interested in knowing that everybody's healthy. So I mean, and then when you look at Al Horford and Tobias Harris, I think their price tags are more than fair. It's just the usage gets distributed pretty evenly amongst all these starters, and it doesn't leave you know enough uh, uh what is it juice on the juice bone. on the bone juice on the bone. I can't I can't say it when I try to say it on purpose when I, when I talk fast and I try to. You know, not say it'll come out smoothly. So I'm, I'm pretty much not really interested in anybody over there on the Phillies side. And as far as New York, um, it's, you know, Fizdale's just a, bit, a big headache. I don't want to deal with anybody over there, really, to be plain simple. The backcourt's a little bit of a mess. Uh, front court's always been a mess. Julius Randle's the only player I generally target right now. And, you know, this isn't a matchup where I really want to look at him. I was all over him in the last one, um, and that paid off. I mean, once, once uh, you know, we saw Kevin Love get rolled out, it was just – all of the Randall, you know, knowing that he was going to be matched up uh, against Ch- uh, Seti Osman, uh, you just had to take advantage of that. And right now, it's going against Al Horford. Uh, Al Horford's a much better defender.
0: Agreed. All right. Um, so, the only thing I'm going to mention is that I was actually kind of looking at Horford just because, like he said, he is reasonably priced at $6,200. And uh, his shot has actually been on point the last few games here. Uh, I think, yeah, he went 12 of 14 last game. So he's one guy I'm considering.
1: Yeah, and def- and I definitely, you know, Warren is, Warren's consideration. I mean, you, you know what he can do. He's he's one of those great passing bigs who can get it done in multiple different ways. Um, I generally just try to pinpoint. I mean, when I want to play him, are or, or the obvious spots. You know, when when Embiid's out, where we know that there's going to be some good yeah. value there. Um, Eleven games. I don't know if I'll get there, but I don't knock you for it. I think he's a sol- more solid cash play than he would be in a tournament. I just don't know how much upside he's going to have with uh, Embiid in the front court. So. Um, yeah, that makes a, that makes a lot of sense as a cash play. So cool, cool. Glad you brought that up. Uh all right, you ready to move on? Or you got anything else from this one? That's all right. it. All right, man. We got uh the Orlando Magic going against the Toronto Raptors. This one's gonna be uh in your in your homeland up there in Toronto. So yep, uh, it will be. I'm actually just gonna, you know, pick this one for you. You get Toronto. I think we're just gonna do that. You're. you're oh, really? Yeah, I yeah. wanted to
0: take. I wanted to go on the Orlando
1: side. <laughs> I know you did. So, uh, no, we're <laughs> gonna. We're, nah, fine. You, I, you can start with Orlando. You're gonna get both takes in there anyway. But going forward, you will start with Toronto. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, good to know. Next time, I'll just have all the notes on Toronto. Then. <laughs> all
1: right. Kick us off with the Magic. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, I'm looking at Vujic again. I mean, he's been on a tear over the last six games, you know, had double-doubles in all of them and averaging uh, 52 DK points. Um, You know, he is going against a good Raptors defense, but, I mean, he did play well against three other strong front courts, being Philadelphia, Indiana, and San Antonio. And, I mean, at 9,100, I think it's a good price. Um, The other guys I'm looking at on the Orlando side, I am looking at, jonathan isaac if he's actually gonna be ruled in um i know it's always kind of risky taking somebody after just coming off an injury but uh last game they played he averaged uh or no he didn't average he got 44 uh dk points against them um so he's one of the guys i'm looking at for kind of a bit of a value otherwise uh that's all i have
1: all right uh yeah vucevic i think is one of the centers that. You know, me and coach were kinda of talking about it early on during the you know, beginning of the season where he was starting slow. Um, but he was gonna pick it up. This guy at one point was, you know, ninety four, ninety five hundred last season and his price tag was hitting like seven five, seven six this season, somewhere around there. And that was just absurd. So I think I'm gonna kinda of stay off of him. His price tag is back up there now, around that ninety one hundred dollars. It's uh it's a tough matchup against Toronto. First time these teams played, he shot one for thirteen from the field, struggled. Um, You know, that could have just been a bad shooting game. It could have been largely in part because, you know, Toronto just took their best player out of the court for the Magic. So, Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm sorry. One other point I
0: have on that, too, though, is Serge Ibaka was playing at that time. So that could have also been a factor.
1: Yeah, definitely. a Good point. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. a Good point. Um, Glad you brought that up. I, I mean. I like the price tag for Isaac. The one thing that worries me is I'm generally not somebody who's going to be like, you know, this guy's coming off injury, you know, temper your expectations on him. But ankle injuries are something that was kind of, you know, bothered Isaac throughout his career. So I wouldn't be Big shocked. Big issue if
0: last year. Yeah. It was kind of what held him back from breaking out last year.
1: Absolutely. And, I, that, and that's the one thing that I want to keep an eye on because that might be one of those injuries that they do want to, you know, monitor and ease him back into. Um, and then, you know, he did have a massive game in it in the last one that they played. But he also shot five from seven from three-point range. Um, I don't uh, know if that's exactly sustainable. Yeah, that could you know? be
0: inflating that.
1: Yeah, I mean, and he still is a fantastic game all around defensive end, and that's something that we know he's going to be able to do. He's a guy that can go out there and get three and three, and it won't shock anybody. So, um, I like the price tag. I just want to see that there's uh, not any sort of minutes restriction, and then I'd really kind of be willing to invest. But uh, anything else on the magic, or willing to slide over to Toronto?
0: Let's slide on over to Toronto.
1: Caught you mid mid sip.
0: Yeah. He did. I don't know if you hear that or not, but yep.
1: No, listen, you got you to gotta have your beverage. Now I got to ask you, what's your beverage of choice? Because I usually always have like one or two things next to me when I'm doing a podcast because, you know, your throat gets dry, your lips get dry. What do you, what's your beverage of choice when you're recording?
0: Well, last time it was just water. Um, this time I've gotten a little bit more to the alcoholic side here just to, you know, ease, ease, you know, ease the nerves a little, maybe, you know, help me feel more comfortable.
1: I think that's what happens when, when, you, uh, when you load up on Bowman and then you, you kind of see what kind of night he had. Or, or when, you play, when you leave Javon Carter in your lineup and then Ricky Rubio ends up playing.
0: Yep, it drives you to this.
1: <laughs> All right, man, we're going to move on to the next one. Or actually, no, I'm sorry, we didn't even hit on Toronto. So uh, who are you liking over there on
0: Toronto? On the Toronto side, um, I'm looking at OG Ananobi. I was all over him last game because I was like, he was way underpriced. And I'm like, yeah, you know, th- he had that one game where he came back, didn't do well. And then, you know, that's probably why they priced him where he was. But I was like, he was definitely, you know, way undervalued there. So I took him. Um, and, you know, at 5600 I still think he's another fairly priced guy. Um, I'll probably have him in some of my lineups. Um, and then another guy, I mean, you guys have been talking about all the time is uh, Freddie Van Fleet. Um, I don't know. For some reason, I'm just. You know, that gut feeling you're talking about, for some reason, I'm just not feeling him as much, but maybe you are.
1: I'm honestly not too interested in it. Magic play just stellar defense all around, uh, you know, so especially now that they're playing, Mar- they got Markel Foltz over there. Their one weak point, if you're trying to pinpoint them on their defense, is probably point guard because of D.J. Augustine. So uh, I'm I'm overall just, you know, I'm okay with not really playing anybody from this game. Uh, you know, I do think there'll be times when I want to play OG, um, you know, at 5,600 in this mashup might not be the time. Um, so I, I think I'd rather just, you know, leave this game aside, let other people have it. You know, Van Fleet, I guess if you want to, I just think that price tag is still too cheap overall for what he should be at. I think he should be priced at more of like an $8,100 player. So until he gets there, I think he's kind of always in play. But again, tough defense and we'll have better options to get to. I agree. All right. Moving on, we got the... Cleveland Cavaliers going against the Miami Heat. This game is going to be taking place uh, in South Beach. So, uh, you want to start us off?
0: Uh, Sure. Um, I'll start on the Miami side, because, you know, that's the side. That's, you know, got all the great plays, I think. Um, You know, you got Jimmy Buckets there. He's at a good price at uh, 7,700. You know, he's had three double-doubles this uh, season with assists. And, I mean, he's almost averaging three steals a game, so... I mean, at 7,700, you can't really, I think, fade him. Um, the other guy in there is uh, Bam Adebayo, and I mean, they've already ruled Tristan Thompson out for this uh, game, so I mean, last game he got fifty boards with Tristan playing, so I can't see him not doing well. I know his price tag is a bit higher, but I'm, I'm liking him.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm i a big BAM guy. I've been all over BAM all season long uh, for, you know, for season long and for DFS. So, yeah, I do think BAM's in play. That price tag is a little elevated. That might scare a few people off. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, this is going to be a sweet, tasty matchup for everybody on Miami. You know, Cavs play little or no defense. Uh so yeah, I think I think Bams in play. will I end up getting to that price tag. I, I gotta construct some lineups and kind of find out. Once I start tinkering, I'll, I'll decide. Um, you know, just by gauging everything and looking at the slate overall as a whole right now, um, I'll probably be you know a little bit low on the ownership compared just because of the price tag. Um, but he's definitely in a good spot. Uh, so you're looking at Bam Butler. Anybody else over there? Is that, uh, is that it for you?
0: I mean, there was a few I was kind of looking at, but there was no way that really jumped out at me. No,
1: yeah, and listen, I don't, I don't blame you. I mean, when you when we're looking at, you know, Kendrick Nunn, um, obviously, you know, the minutes look like they seem secured for him. Uh, but we we also had a ton of injuries going on, illnesses going on in their locker room, where he was seeing a couple, a little bit of that extended run. And when Jimmy Butler's on the court, he just demands the usage. Uh, you know, like you said, he he puts up good lines, like. Uh, last game he shot 4 for 11 and was still able to put up 50 fantasy points because he's able to get 13 assists and like you said the steals are going to be there for him every single game he's always active on defense, hustle kind of player um, but again price tag it's it's tough, I think he's definitely worth the price tag uh, like you said you can't fade him at that price tag um, I just don't know I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to him I, I, this game and all is kind of scaring me a little bit, especially without Tristan Thompson I, I'm expecting them to get you're
0: thinking blow game again?
1: i I I don't want to say blowout in this one. I think this one actually, you know, might have a little bit of a chance to stay closer than uh, you know, Philly and New York. Um, but without Tristan Thompson, they're gonna get beat up in the post. Like badly. Like yeah. very, Miami has three seven seven-footers that they could throw at. I mean, Bam's not seven feet, but then they got Myers Leonard, they got a they use all three of these guys in the rotation. They're just gonna have Ante Zizic back from injury. They're just getting Kevin Love back from you know, missing a game and you know, he's questionable he's are going in, but more likely probable. But it doesn't mean that they want to go out there and run him thirty five minutes. So I think it's gonna definitely be a challenge. We've seen Miami guards be able to kind of shut down other guards, and that's kinda of what you really need. The Cavs, if they if they have any chance of winning a game, they're gonna need some decent games out of, you know, Garland, Sexton, and Clarkson. So, you know, looking at it from a game perspective, I'm I'm really struggling with finding too much that I feel confident in playing, so I would I would say Jimmy Butler is definitely a good play, but more of a tournament play for me. I just think because of the matchup, he it's it's pulling him away from cash, from in my my opinion. Um, but I'm necessarily not the you know the cash game guy. I'm more of a tournament guy. So you know some other some other people like maybe Coach, if you want to tweet at him and get his opinion. I know Andrew, you are I'm sorry, Andrew Miles, you're more of a, a tournament guy yourself. So um, what's your take on that though? Would you do you think you feel comfortable if you were playing cash games with him?
0: Um. Yeah, I don't know on that one. I feel like I'd, like, yeah, even though Bam is more of a higher price, I'd feel more comfortable with him in a cash game.
1: Yeah, I just can't imagine, uh, I would be willing to, you know, bet my house on it that he ends up with a double-double, it, it being a pretty big one at the in that end. So, um, if, if it, you know, obviously, caveat that he plays 30-plus minutes, so. All right, man. Um, yes. I I'm looking at Cleveland side, and you know I'm I'm you know like I said, Kevin Love currently questionable. Just mentioned already. Tristan Thompson's rolled out. He's resting. Um, Ante Zizic is back, so he's 3400. He played 20 minutes in the last one. He should be healthy enough to play um, play minute. So that's if anybody I'm playing in this game, I think it's gonna be you know the value. That's that's really all I'm looking at. You know, it'd be Kevin Porter Jr. If we yeah. hear he's gonna r- remain in the starting lineup, and Kevin Love shifts over to the five. Um, and if it's not him, then, you know, it means that Kevin Love's staying at the four and Zizic is starting. Um, I would expect these guys to both probably see, you know, mid-20 minutes. Um, Zizic, if he's healthy enough, he played 20 in the last one, so I think he can probably handle 22 to 24. I don't think it's going to be a, a 30-minute night unless this game stays really close and they're
0: really up to the wire. Um, but that's kind of my take on it, and that's really all I'm looking at. Anybody for you on Cleveland? Um, yeah, you already hit those two guys I was thinking of. Um, the only other one I had a note on was, uh, I mean, it, it depends to if, uh, Love does play or not, but, uh, Alphonso McKinney, um, he's only at thirty eight hundred in last game. He had 24, uh, DK points and he got three minutes of playing time. I mean, like you said, though, if Zedric's Ashier I can't pronounce that guy's name. If he does get more minutes, then it's going to cut until, into McKinney's. Yeah,
1: uh, we'll see. Well, the, you know, the lineup should be out. It's a 7.30, uh, start time, so... We, uh, we, we should have a good idea of what the lineup looks like. I mean, they already rolled out Tristan Thompson, so they're not afraid of giving out the news early. Uh, moving on, we have the Charlotte Hornets going against the Brooklyn Nets. This game is going to be taking place in New York, in Brooklyn. So, uh, you know, why don't you kick us off? Uh, who do you want to start
0: with, Brooklyn or Charlotte? Um, I'm going to start with, I mean, who, who do you want this time, actually? I'm going to ask you, who do you want? uh you know I, i'll take brooklyn uh you know i, I appreciate it I, you know again you're
1: you're a gentleman
0: <laughs> yep i try to be
1: <laughs> all, right, so all Ky- right Kyrie Irvin already rolled out karis Levert's obviously still out so you know we already we already know what to look for going into this game uh you know the usage is going to be spread amongst but obviously the biggest chunk of it generally goes to spencer dinwiddie uh you know with Kyrie Irvin off the floor his usage is is pretty much off off the chain 38.8%, which is up there with some of the league leaders averaging 1.29 fantasy points per minute. So that 7,200 price tag. Uh, doesn't really mean much to me. He, he's paying for that. It's a matchup where he can still, you know, it's not really a, a down matchup. It's actually a plus matchup defensively. So, um, I I can still see playing Dinwiddie at 7,200. I think a couple of people might be scared off of that price tag a little bit. Um, and then again, you, you know, with all the usage being spread around, we have to look at you know the other leaders on the team. Uh, Torian Prince is second on the team with uh, 24 and a half usage, but. Um, these guys, they're not really great point per minute producers. If I'm looking at anybody, it's probably going to be you know, Joe Harris, Dinwiddie. Those two guys are usually my go tos, but I know Kyrie's sitting. Um, and then I want to try to see w- what kind of action is going to be in the front court. It looks like they're still chopping up the minutes between these guys. And when they're doing that, I,
0: I really don't want any shares of either one of them. All right. Uh, the only one take I have on the Brooklyn side is uh, yeah, you mentioned the big guys there. That's the one guy I'm looking at, though. I'm looking at Jarrett Allen. Um, just because, you know, with Charlotte, there is no dominating big man that I feel like DeAndre has to be on the floor for, and um, Jared Allen. Over the last few games, you know, he's put up at least thirty uh, DK points, and he's had two double doubles. Um, I mean, you, like you are right; there is always a risk, you know, that for some reason Jared gets less minutes, and for some reason DeAndre gets more. But I'm liking him, and at the price tag, what's he, is he at? Fifty-three hundred. Fifty-three hundred. Yeah. So he's one of the guys I'd be for tournament play. I'd be throwing him in.
1: I don't, I don't knock it. I just, I don't, I never see the upside of him when I'm playing him. I don't ever, you know, if we look at his game yeah. log, he ever, he doesn't have like one of those, you know, 50 point nights. I don't even think he has a 40 point, uh, DK night. So it's like, when you're looking at those five to six K range, you're, you're hoping that they still have that kind of upside. And then when you're looking at these mass field GPPs, if you're playing in one of those contests with 50,000 people in them, you really have to shoot for the stars. Um and for those types of builds i don't know if i see that upside in him he might be again one of those more cash like plays like you said you know you're getting good value on them but you're yeah. not you're not getting the complete upside to take down a gpp
0: yeah actually yeah no i do agree it's more of a cash play than tournament all
1: right uh moving over to charlotte man what are
0: you thinking um yeah on charlotte's side not too much myself um uh, I mean there was one guy I was using for value the last couple games there and he did uh you know hit value for me which was this Marvin Williams. Um but you know he's definitely more of a just uh plug-in for cheap, you know, hopefully getting you that twenty-five DK point price. Um but he's not even that cheap anymore. He's got bumped up to four thousand. Um and then the other guy I was thinking that I might take a flyer on just because he also priced all right is Rosier. And, I mean, they're playing against a depleted, you know, Brooklyn team. So I feel like he could have one of those games where all of a sudden he pops.
1: Yeah, it's a great matchup. Um, yeah, I know Dan Bespris, if he's listening out there, uh, he's definitely loving the fact that you're playing Marvin Williams. He's the big old man Marv fan on the on planet Earth that I know. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I do. I do think Rosier's in play at 6K. I think that's a good price tag. I think Rams in play at 6,700. Both these guys. We know that they have some pretty good upside on a night-to-night basis. Uh, it's a great matchup uh, on paper for both of them. And I think Cody Zeller's also in play. Just a center going against uh, the Brooklyn Nets. You know, if you watch his game logs, his minutes have been down in the past few games. Um, you know, last game obviously due to blowout in 96 to 132 loss. So. Just throw that one out. You know, I, I feel confident in saying that he should be getting, um, you know, 28 to 33 minutes. This Brooklyn team's going to have a seven-footer on the court at all times, and they're going to need to kind of match up with that size. Um, yes, they have Biombo, but Zeller's their center, and I think you know, at the end of the day, if he gets 30 plus minutes at 5K, you could be looking at 30 plus DK points. Um, pretty much all I got over there. I know it's you know, you 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 really want this game to have a little bit more in it, but I. I don't think on 11 games we need to worry about trying to stack this one up a bunch of different ways nope. or anything like that. It's not that kind of build for me. I think I'm uh, I'm just going to pass on anybody else. Yep. All right, moving on to what could be the most, uh, you know, biggest, <laughs> you know, we're talking about blowouts tonight, the biggest blowout yeah. chance of a game on the slate. We have the Milwaukee Bucks going against the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, on the positive, this game is in Atlanta. Uh, so tell me what you're thinking over here. Why don't we start with the uh, the Milwaukee side?
0: All right, so yeah, no, I've, I, I really fear the blow in this one. I know, like we always say, like, oh, there's, you know, but like this one is pretty substantial that it could happen because, on the uh, Atlanta side, there, Jabari Parker looking like he might be ruled out. So, that happens. I mean, you know, who else are they going to have besides Trey Young? Um, yeah, yeah no, I, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, we don't even
1: need to spend too much time on trying to you know, salvage plays from this game if we really want to. I I think what it comes down to is what you just said, it's gonna be very hard for them to, you know, stay in this game. And even Trey Young, it's gonna be a very tough matchup for him. I don't I don't mind the price tag. I'm sure you don't mind the price tag for what we know he can do. It's just do we want to pay that price tag going against Milwaukee Bucks, Eric Bledsoe, uh, George Hill and, you know, they're a great team defensively overall. So um you know, Parker sits. If you want to take a dumpster dive, maybe and throw something against the wall and hope it sticks. That somebody sees some of that front court minutes. You know, you can yeah. take that chance. I I think most likely it just gets spread out amongst their youth with you know DeAndre Hunter and uh, Damian Jones. Vince Carter should be back after the birth of his daughter. That's he was away from the team for a little while. Probably see you know ten of them or so. So. uh yeah, I think I think I'm good, man. I don't think we need to, you know. I mean, hey, unless you have got some a secret take on either side of the ball that you, no I don't want to stop you. No secret
0: takes, and I mean, like you know, we've been going to blood so there for going to well, but I mean, he has underperformed last few games, but he's like one guy. If the game does stay close, I'd be willing to take him, but uh, I don't know if that will. And then uh, I mean, Giannis, I did make some notes on like in the games where he's only gotten in the high 20s, he's still gotten like there's one game he had. 28 minutes he got 70 dk points another one he got 27 minutes he had 61 so like you know there is chance still even if it was a blow he still hits his value
1: yeah i mean especially with middleton out now those two guys those are the only guys i'm going to be targeting from the near future on this team they just they're both their usages match up the prices everything you know just screams play me it's just, yep. you know, does the game go fourth quarters is my only worry. So if you, hey, listen, if you want to take, you know, contrarian uh, play, you're playing a bunch of GPP lineups, you want to throw an out a couple out there, just in case this game stays close, I totally recommend it. I can promise you uh, yep. I, if I'm doing, you know, maybe if I'm doing 10 lineups, I don't do that. If I do 20, I'm definitely going to have at least two, um, one or two. That will have, yep. you know, Bledsoe in it. Maybe not as much Giannis, but I, I just like that blood so price in the matchup. It's just a little bit scary overall. You know, that's something, you know, I think I I need to over-invest in. Agreed. All right, man. Moving on to the next game, Golden State Warriors. They're on the second half of a back-to-back because uh, they actually played tonight. So we were actually talking about that game a little bit before we got on air. But they're going against the Dallas Mavericks, and this game will be in Dallas uh, you. Want, I'll let you pick the poison on this one. Which team would you like to start with?
0: Uh, well, I'll go to the Dallas Mavericks here. I mean, I know that you and Coach are both big on Dallas, but uh, yeah, I like it too. Um, I mean, going back to Luka, obviously, always. Um, you know, he's only one assist away from averaging a triple double this season. He's just been absolutely phenomenal. Um, and he's going against this, you know, G League-ish type Golden State team, and there's no reason he won't. You know, hit value unless it also somehow turns into a blow. But the thing is, with the Dallas, is to me they only have the two scores in Doncic and Przingis, so I don't really see them, you know, blowing the game out. Um, yeah, that's my take on the Dallas side. What about you? I still think this is too cheap for Doncic. Uh, I've been preaching this to oh, yeah. day one. I don't. I mean, how many seventy-point with- games do you need? Even with Perzingis at seventy three hundred in this matchup, I think he's underpriced too.
1: I think they're both absolutely underpriced. But I don't, I, you know, when I look at that, when I mean, I'm looking at paying, the, you know, that nine five up, the upper echelon tier of guys, you know, we're looking at Doncic as the opportunity to be one of those eleven five twelve k price guys. He's playing that he's well. Agreed. There's not many players out there in the league that can put up like these seventy plus DK point nights and do them in within five game spans, two game spans of each other. So I think I'm definitely gonna have tons of shares of him. I, you know, it, it makes sense because you know we've been targeting Golden State for a little bit of this value on the other side, and we'll we'll get to that in a second. Um, so I think if I'm looking at anybody, I will be looking at Doncic. It's not really a contrarian play in any way, shape, or form. I'm sure he'll nope. be have plenty of ownership going with him. I'll just be another one on the
0: trade. Agreed. I mean, like like you said too, is like I was expecting him because after last game, I was like, hey, how are they not going to price him at least 11k range? But you know, they didn't. So, I mean, I guess it's just a present to us. Yeah, you
1: know, I wanted to mention one thing just to kind of keep an eye on. If uh, Seth Curry's questionable, if he were to sit, I would definitely want some shares of, you know, either Brunson or DeLon Wright, whoever's in, uh, you know, the starting lineup. I, I would assume it would probably be Wright. Um, This is also just a good matchup for whoever that shooting guard is at that position going against Golden State as well. So just something to, to kind of monitor before we just jumped over and started talking about Golden State.
0: Yeah, I like that call. All
1: yeah, right, What are you liking over at the...
0: And, uh, yeah, the Golden State side, I was um, yeah, I was big on green tonight, you know, and uh, he got, I think, yeah, 42 DK points tonight, so he hit his value. I mean, he was only, and he's priced at 6K in this game, so I was liking that, but you said that he hurt his elbow again?
1: Yeah, it looked like he, uh, he whacked his elbow, the same elbow that he injured on opening night. I mean, he still played 34 minutes in the game, so I don't know how severe it is, but it is a back-to-back. Um, the team is pretty much playing for nothing at this point, so... Uh, It wouldn't shock me if they wanted to give him a night off, but just something that you know maybe we'll keep an eye on going forward. And I mean, when I'm looking at it, we give this take. You know, like like I said, we're recording this uh, the night before, uh, you know, of the of the actual slate, so we don't have as much news going out. So I when I talk on the podcast, I try to have. You know, a consensus of how how I think things are going to pan out for the next day. Some you know, it might not be the best strategy, but I want to try to give you guys an idea. So I'm kind of going forward with the the idea that Green will probably end up sitting out. Um, we'll find out probably way before locked up.
0: Yep. Sounds good. Um, the only other guy I was kind of looking at, but I mean, he burned me tonight was Kai Bowman, just because he's at 4,400. Um, but yeah, he's been kind of a up and down guy, and uh, he's still. I think he came off the bench tonight again, right?
1: Uh yeah, yeah they they I think they're still doing the point Draymond uh you know thing going on over there. And, and I mean it looks like it worked out well tonight. They won the game.
0: Draymond had a good one, so a little bit of a confidence boost for him. I'm sure he's been playing pretty poor. Yeah, I agree. So um, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm still on that value train now of Kai Bowman then. I might be fading him a bit, but when he was starting, I was like him a lot more.
1: Yeah, and when he, that's kinda of one of those things. We need to be just know that he's gonna get the good minutes. I remember I was looking at the I played him, all the Bowman in the last one. He was at three K though. So even at three K coming off the bench, I'm okay with playing that. He still played twenty-seven yeah. minutes in that game and hit value. I think he had like thirty DK points, but Yeah, he did. Uh, I had him in that game. You're playing you're paying forty four hundred and you know, now knowing he's coming off the bench and you know he's going to be a little bit more limited. It makes it a little, you know, tougher to swallow that pill. So um, I'm really looking at Alec Burks. I think you know he's a guy I was all over tonight. He's going to continue being one of the scoring punches that provides for this team. They're really going to be leaning on him and Pascal to to provide that scoring. So I think those are my my two primary targets, especially if we see Draymond Green's out because then we'll see Pascal's kind of shift up uh, to the four. Uh, and then you you know, those are the games where we kind of see him get those eight, nine, ten rebounds. So um, you know, those are those are my main targets. I think Glenn Robinson's at a very good price tag to it, forty four hundred. The minutes are secured. It's just more of a cash game play for me. Uh, I don't think he has really a tournament upset I'm looking for.
0: Yeah, Sounds good to me.
1: All right, moving on. We have the Utah Jazz going against the Minnesota Timberwolves. This game's taking place in Minnesota. Uh kick us off.
0: Uh I'm gonna let you choose this time.
1: All right. Cool cool, I like it so uh i i I'll, I'll take the tough one i 'll go with Minnesota just because I think there's a lot of injuries that' we're, that we're gonna have to monitor and see and, I,
0: I found that was the good one
1: <laughs> honestly, you should have picked i gave I gave you the option uh, <laughs> so uh Andrew Wiggins is still dealing with an illness. he missed the last game to an illness he missed the two previous games prior to that, uh due to the death of his grandmother, so I wanted to mention that just because a lot of people might see that he missed three games and think. Uh, he's already missed three games. How much, you know, how sick could this guy be? Um, well, he's only missed one so far due to the illness. And, you know, we just saw the same team have an illness run through their locker room, and Jeff Teague was out for 10 days. So, um, you know, that's something I wanted to monitor. I wouldn't be and... shocked to see him sit another one out.
0: Another guy was Goran Drodrick. He was out for a good period of time as well.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think the, I saw something on Twitter. I can't remember. I wish I knew the person's name, but they were trying to find some correlation between team like players being out with illnesses and then playing the Timberwolves, seeing if they got sick from Teague. Uh, I, okay. I think it was. Uh, but we also have Jake Layman uh, considered doubtful, hurt his foot. Uh, Josh Okoji uh, still dealing with, a, I believe it was a knee sprain over there. So. He's currently going to be questionable going into the game. He did return um, in the last one he played, but it was 24 minutes. So, I, you know, I think, it's, I think I'd more or less expect him to play. I didn't see anything about reaggravating anything like that. So. And then we also still have, uh, you know, Shabazz Napier has been doubtful, um, missed the past few games with the hamstring. So he's, he's most likely not going to play as well. So with all that being said, you know, looking at the value, we just saw these two teams play. Um, you know, if you're watching the game, you would think Carl Anthony Towns got obliterated because he did in a real basketball perspective. Gobert met him at the rim several times, uh, but Cat still had his way with him. And I've noticed this in the past. And I, I wish I trusted you know, my gut a little bit more on this when they were playing, uh, but he went out there and he dropped 29, 13, five with some defensive numbers for 63 DK points on Gobert himself. I feel like he always kind of gets up and I think he knows how to play Rudy a little bit, pulls him away from the hoop. So uh, if you want to spend ninety six hundred on him in this matchup, he's most likely gonna be low owned again. Um, you know, some people may pop up in the box scores and see that the most recent game played, but a lot of people get scared off the Gobert, and I just wanted to mention that you know, I'm, you know, not saying I'm gonna be overweight on Cat, but I'm definitely going to make sure I have some shares because I don't, I think he's played fairly well against uh, Gobert in the past and. You know, other than that, it's just going to be the guys kind of taking advantage of the usage with, uh, with Wiggins being out if he is out and, you know, that's going to be the guys like Covington. Teague will see a bump, both those guys and, you know, Culver should probably see a couple extra minutes. Um, But I think both their price tags are getting up there. Teague's now up to 6,300. So you know when he was there in that four to mid fives range, we can we could look at him. He had a big game against him in the last one. He played 36 minutes, seven of 18 shooting. But I don't know if I want to pay 6,300 for him. He paid 56 when he did that. I wouldn't expect back to back 40 point games for Teague going against the Jazz. I think that's kind of chasing points. So I I think I'm going to steer clear of Teague. Um, I'd probably have even more a little bit more interest in like a guy like Covington instead. Um, just secure and rock solid, Thirty, at least 30 DK points over the last three games. And, you know, he always provides that upside for those big GPP wins with with those steals and the blocks. And, you know, he just needs to get a little bit of hot from the field because, you know, he's like almost like a Rondo-esque player where you're never expecting the scoring. you just like everything else that happens. And if he scores, it's just like a bonus.
0: Yeah, I like your calls there because, yeah, the two guys I had was, yeah, like I, I – same thing. I was worried with Towns going against the Stifle Tower, but – you know, like you said, he can pull away from the rim, and that, you know, kind of hurts Go Bear's game even. Um, and then, yeah, if Wiggins is out, I'm all over Rocco too. Um, yeah. Yeah, and he's, he's easily
1: a slot in there at small forward or power forward. I like guys like that, that. You know, I always struggle with finding small forwards I feel good for good about, so I usually either spend down or spend up. So when I get a nice middle tier guy that I have a you know, decent amount of confidence in him, at least hitting his floor, um, it's a plus for me. So, all right, moving over to the jazz side of the ball, who do you have interest in? Um, I don't. I don't know
0: I don't have a single note on the jazz side. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I was very disappointed with uh, Donovan Mitchell last game. You know, I had him in a few lineups, and he, uh, you know, didn't hit value. Um,
1: I wouldn't be too worried about that though, necessarily. I mean, that was I was watching some of that game. It was just a really rough night for him. Uh, he did. She shot the ball Bad five, shooting. five of twenty-three. So yeah. you know, not a, you know, not taking anything away from the Timberwolves' defense necessarily, but still scored thirty uh, DK points when he shot twenty-one percent from the field. So yeah, uh, you know, we turned that oh, into I a forty percent from the field night, and all of a sudden we might be looking at forty or fifty.
0: And yep, that's what I was hoping and thinking for. But I, I, I just know that yeah, like Mitchell can do that. Obviously, where he'll go, and all of a sudden he's, you know, missing the basket. But yeah. All right. Well, so he's still playable. I agree with that. You know, um, I've just I'm just turned off of him because of last game.
1: Hey, and I I get the same way about some players too, where they burn you, and then you just don't want to look at them for a little while. And you know, I I completely understand that. I'm not saying I'm going to go out there and load up on Mitchell. I'm just not you know necessarily afraid of him in this matchup, where I'm going to steer clear of him. So that's the only reason. I sometimes that's one of the things I like to look for is you know people they always like to pop open the game logs and yep, see what, what have they, they done do. for me recently. Um, and that's yep. not what we're about. We're we're trying to find that, you know, little the little pivot plays and the guys that are gonna be slightly underowned are, you know, good values. And uh, you know, I think he fits into the category where he might fall slightly underowned.
0: Yep. All
1: right. No, and, I I do else? agree with that.
0: If you there's a lot of those players that are like, yeah, you see oh they've had bad games, like that's why with the Eric Bledsoe thing, I was saying, you know, he's underperformed the last two games in a row, so and with the bullet potential, he might be very low owned.
1: i will always love me some good blood so blood so
0: and right. then the only other thing, as I mentioned on the uh, other side of the ball there on Minnesota, was uh, yeah, if Josh uh, Okogie and uh, Jake Lehman, I mean, if they do both get ruled out, but you're saying that you think Josh Okogie will play. I mean, uh, Keelan Martin is only 3,300 and he hit 22 draft game points the last game, but that's only if Josh Okogie, Jake Lehman, and Aik Wiggins are all out. So yeah. that's a big if, and you gotta follow the news for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, this is a this is pure speculation for Josh Kogi. I just know that he was questionable heading into the last game. Ended up suiting up, so he's questionable heading into this game. Uh, I'm just going to assume he's suiting up. So that's kind of the you know the way I'm approaching it. Could be right, could be wrong. We shall find out tomorrow. All right, we only have three games left, man. We're cruising. We're cruising. So you know, We're before we go it. before we go any further, uh, just give another quick shout out to Wine Isles Kona Coffee, uh, our day one sponsors personal favorite sponsor that we've ever had. They will always be my favorite, uh near and dear to my heart. So I just always like to give them some some little air time. And if you have a chance, definitely follow us uh, on Twitter. You can find me at Michael Patria. That's M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. You can find Miles on Twitter at Miles6565. Pretty simple and straightforward. I like it. Uh, and then uh, you know you can always find our other guys, Andrew Hansen at Language Olympic. You got Joe uh, Coach at Joe Sarvati. And then you uh, you have our new, our other Andrew, uh, Andy, uh, I believe you might have to help me out on this one. I think I it's, it's Drew J. Gallagher. Gallagher. Yes, Drew J. Gallagher. I didn't know if it was Andrew J. Gallagher. Drew J. Gallagher, um, you know, just how it's spelled. G-A-L-L-A-G-H-E-R for Gallagher. So, we got that out of the way. Let's keep moving it forward. Detroit Pistons going against the Chicago Bulls. Games taking place in Chi-Town. I
0: all right i'm gonna go to the detroit side um yeah, i was looking at this game and i'm just yeah i was i was kind of turned off of it but the one guy i'm kind of looking at i mean andre drummond he's priced at 8700 so i don't feel like that's way too high um and i mean it's just hard for me to fade some guy who's uh three boards away from averaging, you know a 2020 double double um I know with uh, Blake Griffin back, it does hurt his usage and uh, points a bit, but I'm I'm still liking him at that price. And then besides that, I'm not. There's not too much else I was looking at. What about you? Um, I'm on the opposite
1: side of this. I think I'm going to fade Drummond, and I think I'm going to get some Blake Griffin. Okay. Uh, 7100 seventy-one hundred. I like that price tag. He played thirty minutes in the last game, so I think that. You know, that soft minutes cap is starting to raise. You should see easily if this game stays close, which, you know, Pistons aren't good, so should. Um, yep. You know, close to 30, if not a couple more. So if I can get Blake Griffin a little bit over 30 minutes in a good matchup at 7,100, I definitely think I'm going to have some interest in it. Um, you know, Drummond, I, I think he's definitely in play. Doesn't, you know, necessarily merit a fade. Uh, 8,700 still leaves plenty of uh, juice on the bone for him. But uh, we have seen the usage and you know the game kind of take a different pace turn and everything else with Blake Griffin being in the lineup. So I think I'm going to wait for it just to come down a little bit more and a slightly better matchup before I want to jump on it. Maybe a matchup where they have an increase in pace or something um but for me I, th- I think i'm just really looking at blake griffin and you know i gotta mention it's Derek rose going to chicago uh you know it's always a narrative i, I look to target they absolutely love this guy there um he balls out when he goes there he cries almost every time they, they do something for him in the pregame so um i always like to mention on 5400 a fair price tag just knowing that there's that narrative in there
0: yeah no i don't fault you for uh, either of those calls i was looking at griffin a bit but i uh, just i don't know just was that gut feeling and then um i mean yeah he is a guy who can pop off for 50 points in a night
1: yeah i mean 30 35 and you know i think he's played 24 minutes and 20 29 minutes or 30 minutes in the other one he's got 35 dk points in both of them so uh yeah no i mean at the end of the day i think he's uh he's got some solid upside it's blake griffin you know he was putting up an mvp type caliber season before uh he injured his knee last season and, uh, you know, when he's healthy, he's fantastic. There's no doubt about it. He looked fantastic when he's been playing with the Pistons. So I'm just hoping that eventually, you know, it, it might take a little a couple more games, but he's gonna, I'm hoping he can get back on track and kind of show what he was doing, uh, you know, last season. I mean, we're kind of seeing that with Paul George. He's right up, right back from injury. Uh, it looks like he didn't miss a beat. So Yeah. But we can see the Paul same thing from that. Thing. What about over on, Chicago, right. on the Chicago side? Who are you looking Chicago at? Chicago
0: right side? Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just... I've been looking at them, and, you know, they've all been pretty, I mean, terrible. I mean, obviously, Zach Levine always has his games where he can go off and score a whole whack ton of points, um, you know, and if he does get his complimentary stats in there, yep, he can also go off for a bunch of DK points. Um, but he's a player who fluctuates as well. Um, and besides that, I'm not really liking any of the other bowls because, I mean, you always have the issue of the three-headed monster if the point guard situation there. And, yeah, all the forwards have just been not that fantastic.
1: Yeah, so I have two uh, two guys in the bulls that I have interest in. I think Zach Levine's price tag is just a little too cheap at 6800 You know, I think it's a plus matchup overall. Um, you know, It makes sense if I wanted to do a little Griffin, I could run it back with a little Levine. And at the end of the day, it's not going to take a lot of my salary either. 6800 7100 still leaves me enough room where I can get a star and you know, maybe even somebody else. So I, I definitely think I'll have some shares of Levine. And another guy I wanted to bring up would be, uh, you know, Daniel Gafford. Um, we we kind of just seen Cornette. Oh, yeah. Cornette got Great. surgery. Um, Felicio is out. Gafford played 20 minutes in the last one. They're going to need size. Wendell Carter Jr. is battling injuries himself all the time. He's basically, you know, questionable almost heading into every game. He doesn't have a tag obviously tonight, but it's very possible that he could get in foul trouble or something happens, you know, being banged up with Drummond. So I, I think Gafford makes a lot of sense in GPPs. He's 3800 so he's not necessarily a minimum salary, but he should be pretty secured in getting, you know, rotation good solid rotational minutes. And I wouldn't be shocked if he sees at least, you know, 20 to 24 in this game and comes close to a double-double, if not grabs one.
0: I have one question. Did you throw him in any of your last last game? No, I did I looked not. At it. Yeah, I looked at it, but I was like, I have no idea what this guy's going to do.
1: No, and I don't expect him to shoot 10 of 12 again either. So let's just be real. I mean, he got 30, 30 DraftKings points in that last one. He was minimum salary, and he shot 10 of 12 in the field. I don't, I don't expect that again, especially on Andre Drummond, um, but I, I do think that we could see instead of 20 minutes, like I said, maybe 22 or 24, and you know, those minutes make a big difference. If he's almost averaging a point per minute, uh, you know, that's an extra almost three points. So I I think that's going to be a difference maker for him um, is, you know, the extra few minutes. And if anything it does happen, there's that upside, knowing that he has a chance of seeing even a couple more if there's foul trouble uh, for Carter. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to mention it. I, like I said, it's it's a tournament play. We will probably see some value pop up, um, you know, as the day progresses and news comes out. But it's something to monitor. You know, he's one of those Patty mills types guys that I think will fly under the radar because, you know, he's not necessarily a guy – that's being inserted into the starting lineup due to injury or anything like that. So it's the injuries, the ancillary injuries on the team that are kind of giving these guys more opportunity and more usage or minutes or whatever um, that fly under the radar because they're not just the obvious uh, value plays.
0: Yeah. No, I agree with that for sure.
1: All right. Moving on. We have Houston going against Denver. This game's going to be placed taking take place in Denver. So we have to, you know, factor in some of that altitude change and all that. Uh, which team would you like to start with?
0: Um, I will take the Houston Rockets because that's the one side I was looking at and I like him, even, even though they do have that, that altitude change. Um, I think Westbrook at 8,600 is in play. I mean, he's always a triple-double threat. Um, so, yeah, I'm not not going to shy away from him too much. Um, and then the other guy I've been riding lately has been uh, Capella. I mean, he's uh, averaging uh, 52 DK paints over the last five games been putting up you know massive gains. was it did he have a 2020 last game i believe um yes. but yeah he's you know been, i've been he's liking crushing him
1: crushing the boards he's like 20 yeah. rebounds in the past uh, four
0: games okay yeah four games yeah there you go so um i mean i think our last coaster challenge i had him and i think he was only two percent owned so yeah he got me into the sixth and ninth spot pretty much in that in that contest he yeah,
1: he's been absolutely smashing, and uh, it seems like something about taking you know, a bonk off the head when he had that concussion really changed him or something. Um, but yeah, I think you know looking at the the obvious options, you know Westbrook and Harden, you know both these guys are in play on every slate that they're on. Yeah, it's a tough matchup with Denver. They're very good defensively, especially with defending the perimeter. Um, so I, I do want to you know mention that, but. Not taking anything away from those guys, I think Daniel House is another guy. I was all over him in the last one. Once I heard he was being inserted back in that starting lineup, I think he was thirty seven hundred on dK
0: yeah he was thirty seven hundred I um, was all rock and one.
1: load on that price tag so i you know once i heard I got the news and I found out he was starting I was all over him um, and you know I think at forty eight hundred there's still a little uh, juice left on the bone in that one, so i I do think he's an option uh, you know, but when I see Tucker just two hundred dollars cheaper. I toss and turn because you know I know both these guys have like that similar kind of floor, um, similar types of ceilings as well. You know, not the best matchup. So, you know, maybe just save the 200 bucks, go with Tucker if you want. Maybe Tucker's the better cash play, and House is the better tournament play. So that's kind of my opinion. I'm looking at those four guys. You want to play Capella at 8 k I'm not going to knock you. Four straight 20 rebound games. Um, he's absolutely fantastic. Jokic might be pulling uh, pulling away from the basket a little bit. That could you know limit some of his defensive rebounds if he's pulled away from the basket a little bit. So maybe take that into account and that might, you know, bode well for Tucker. Um but o- overall I think if I'm getting any real exposure to this game, it's gonna be the two top dogs and maybe an ancillary piece here or there in lineups that I'm not playing either one of those guys.
0: Yeah that sounds good to me. What are you looking at on the other side of the the net there? Because I'm I'm looking right now and like all their uh oh, well most a lot of the starters uh minutes were all depressed because they had that blowout game and i mean that's because you know the one guy that we're always kind of looking away from jamal murray just exploded in that game for 39 points and eight assists and three steals at
1: least he got it out of the way so now i don't i don't really need to wa- <laughs> i don't need to watch it for a little while he's good for one of those every once in a while and that's why he's always you'll, you'll see and he kind of puts up a bunch of mediocre yeah. games but he's still priced at 64 6500 and you just you, you don't like it. So I, I'm looking at it tonight at seventy five hundred and I don't like it. I think that's too much. Yeah. I mean it, it's definitely a plus matchup for everybody on the Denver side of the ball. Uh fastest paced team in the league is the Rockets. So all that bodes well. We know that, you know, Westbrook and Harden aren't known for their defense either. Uh but I just don't want to pay that price tag at seventy five. I'd much rather pay sixty three for Will Barton. Um, you know, he'd be probably my primary target. Uh, you know, Jokic has been so bad this season. Um uh, and I, I don't want to say so bad, like he's been terrible just the... This-
0: low start and yeah bad for his standards
1: absolutely and so I'm, I'm looking at that and i love this matchup for him and i know that if they have any chance of winning this game it's going to have to the offense is going to have to go through him just to keep up with the scoring uh 8400 is definitely a, a price tag i can i can buy into so I'm, I'm gonna have to toss and turn about this one a little bit um Probably think about it, sleep on it, you know, really get some good research done in the morning when I'm looking over everything and before I write up the column for the layup line. But uh as of right now, I, I, I'm i just basically, I guess you could say, neutral on him. I like the price stack. I don't like the recent play. And I like the matchup. So I guess it's two in favor of one. So I will have a couple shares of them. Uh, but I'm, I'm definitely going to be more overweight on Barton compared to anybody else on this team.
0: Yeah, I know. I like the Barton call. I've been, you know, riding him the last few games here and, uh, the other guy that I've always actually been kind of a at but now they've priced him up a bit more than I'm liking is Paul Millsap and I mean he is going into more formidable front court with the Rockets there
1: yeah, he actually sees a big bump when uh, Barton's off the floor. So I know a, a couple of his recent games, uh, he's been playing well, and Barton Barton did miss a game or two in, in the middle of that. So I just want to you know bring that into light, and um, you know looking at these prices actually before we get away from this game, Gary Harris just seems a little too cheap at forty five hundred. Um, you know when he's playing thirty plus minutes, he looks like he's about you know a twenty a twenty to twenty five point lock. So he seems like he's a nice solid cash game play.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, he's yeah, a permission averaging like over the last three there when he had the minutes. It was like 27 DK points.
1: All right, man, you got anything else on that game? Are you ready to move on? Ready to move on. All right, last game of the night. We have the Boston Celtics playing against the Los Angeles Clippers. This game will be in
0: L.A. Kick us off for the late-game hammer. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't quite make it to this game uh, just because of the late notice on uh, doing the show. Oh yeah, but... big sh-
1: uh, no. Let me bring that up. Big thank you. You know, coach isn't feeling well tonight, so uh, he needed a night off to get some rest. It, 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 I, you know, I hope he. I hope he feels better. I was going to crack a joke, but I'll just hold it in um, because I, you know I'm sure he's actually you know really sick, and that kind of that sucks. No one likes to be sick around this time of the year. This is when stuff starts traveling around. But late notice, Miles was able to jump on and join me, and I you know I should have mentioned that right off the rip. I, you know, thank you. I'm uh, glad you were able to jump on, and you know, was late notice. So, uh, I'll I'll take whatever notes you got, because uh, <laughs> you know, you, you're you're ill prepared for a reason, man. You weren't planning on coming on, so.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm always excited to be here. So, you know, that's that's I'm, you know, that's why I signed up for it too. Um, but yeah, like I said, because of uh, the late notice, there, I I have zero notes on this game currently. Um, i'm sorry man i'll start us off It's no big deal if you want to if you want to just kind of hang just back just kind of looking over i mean you got two really defensive teams here um and yeah i mean i'm just glancing i'm kind of struggling to find anybody that i'm really like popping out at me but yeah you definitely got more notes so let's let's have you fly at it
1: well i think you just hit the overall encompassing main fact that the game is two very good defensive teams and i think it's gonna be a real a, a you know, great real life basketball game, but for fantasy purposes, I, you know, I don't think the total is going to be too high. Um, I don't believe it's been released yet. Just you know, especially since the whole Kawhi Leonard news, they're they're kind of late with their totals generally. But uh, Kawhi is still currently questionable. Obviously, that's going to have some major implications on both sides of the ball. Um, I'll start with uh, the Clippers, and I mean at this point, he's been out so long. I think we should just continue and just assume that he's going to be out. Looking at Paul George at his price tag, the minutes are going back up. He'd probably be my preferred option if anybody on the Clippers um you know 7800 you know when no, he played 29 minutes kind of still that blake griffin where i think he's underpriced and he's getting to that threshold of minutes where um the, you know we want to be at that point where we just get where we get the most the most bang for our buck when he's hitting that 30 plus minutes point and he's still at his lowest price tag because once he hits 30 plus minutes his price tags for both these guys they're going to jump up um and we're going to miss our window so i think you know i'm, I'm definitely gonna have uh some shares in paul um, you know, again, tough defense, but I, all those factors definitely have me leaning over there. And if you know, without Harrell, or, I mean, or without um, Leonard, we could definitely look at the whole Harrell, Lou Williams stack. Both those guys' price tags are starting to come down a little bit. I wouldn't, you know, go playing all three of those guys. This isn't a game I want to get overexposure to. Um, So those three guys, my main options. And Zubac has been playing well. The price tag, you know, forty-three hundred. It's it's solid. It's it's nothing fantastic. Boston's front court is pretty weak. So I just wanted to bring him up, but he's been playing well over the past two games. Still doing it all in limited minutes, so it's really risky playing only for GPPs.
0: Yeah, I'm liking all those calls, and yeah, like you said, uh, as you would say, plenty of uh, juice left on the bone there for Paul George uh, at only 7,800. Oh yeah,
1: definitely. That I, 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 you know, the more I think about it, the more I like to play and. Um, I'm, it's a late game hammer. I know I always want some exposure to late game hammer. I hate going to bed. I'm an early bird. So when I say go to bed, uh, if I don't have a podcast, man, I'm in bed early. Uh, these are what, these are the things that keep me up. And then right when these end, you know, I, I do a little editing or send it in, whatever I have to do. Dan, Dan does everything on back end. He handles most of it. So I say editing. It's really just Dan doing that. I just kind of send the file over to him. That's my my job. <laughs> but uh, after that, I I clock out, man. I'm I'm ready to go to bed. I I get up early for my other job in the morning. So uh, we'll 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 see. Uh, going, uh, you know, looking at the boss's side of the ball though. Who uh who are you interested in over there? Anybody? Um,
0: yeah, taking a peek. I mean, it, yeah, just with like the Clippers' defense, it makes it more like difficult for me want to play Kemba Walker. But you know. Like you said guys last time, he is always a guy who can potentially you know, hit that uh, 50 DK point mark and be great. But um, And then the thing is too, like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they're both really highly priced, so I don't like that.
1: They're a yeah, hard, no, they're no, hard no, pass I'm for not, me, man. I'm
0: not, yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah, no, I, I,
1: saw you, I saw you going through it. You know, sometimes when you're doing these shows and you're, looking at, and you're looking at some of these cards and you're looking at all the prices, you want to be able to pull somebody from every game just to you know, have that player pool, have those options for whatever kind of correlating lineups you have, but um, mm-hmm. I'm really struggling with finding too much to love on the Boston side of the ball right now. Like you said, the guys I do like have their price tags to the point where I don't know if there's a lot of juice left on that bone. Uh, Marcus Smart is questionable, so um, you know, more likely probable, I'm sure, and we'll find that out tomorrow, but... You know, if he does sit for whatever reason, that would open up a little bit of value. But uh, he's a gamer; I would it wouldn't shock me to play, especially when it's two defensive guys like Patrick Beverly and Marcus Smart being in the same game. Uh, I would I would put the overall, You know, what, what what would the opening money line be on those guys fighting? What would you say?
0: Um, uh, like I yeah, like I'm thinking they're going to be ending in like the you know high nineties, maybe low hundreds.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: like yeah, not solid, very.
1: It's a solid like a like a two to one that they could fight. Maybe like a three to three to one. Um, you know, over under being like the second quarter, midway through the second yeah. quarter. So uh, yeah, I, I, these guys are both gamers. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked to see them play. But I think we said it. There's there's nothing really to really dive over and you know load up on on the Boston side of the ball.
0: Yeah, no, I like that call.
1: All right, man. Well, we did it. We got through the 11 games. Uh, you know, we we tried to motor on through and do it in under an hour. And right now we're at the 59 minute mark. So nice. we have 20 seconds, and I'm gonna try to get this done and get everybody out of here in under an hour. So thank you for joining us, guys. We had a fantastic time. You can go follow us on Twitter at Mikeapotra. M I K E A P O T R I A. You can find Miles on Twitter at Miles6565. Please go give us a rate, review, a thumbs up wherever you're listening to the podcast, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, YouTube. We're all over the place. Uh, means a lot to us it allows us to continue bringing this content for free and allows us to get better so we like the constructive criticism as well um, and if you really if you really do want to see us get better and you you know you really want to just help our show, make sure you give us like a four or five star with that constructive criticism uh, that way we know you're not just meaning it and you're being a big meanie pants over there so uh, you know we do we do take everything with a grain of salt and we appreciate all the feedback that we get though so on a serious note, thank you for joining us miles. do you have any final thoughts
0: before we take off? no I'm good man. Good luck to, or tomorrow night, guys, and uh, have fun. All right. We did it. Under an hour. Take care, guys. Have a good night. This has been a hoop HoopBall presentation.